Welcome to the Equestrian Zen Podcast. I'm Rachel Steen, and I'm here at the new Balance Point Equestrian Learning Center in Monroe, North Carolina. Just last week, we had a webinar on why isn't this working? Common problems people encounter when switching from traditional training or natural horsemanship training to positive reinforcement and clicker training, as well as the solutions. This was a hour and a half webinar and to cut it into pieces more suitable for a podcast we're going to be having about 15 minutes at a time uh, so that you can get a feel for the questions and the answers, digest them, and then listen to the next set as you're ready. So I hope you'll enjoy. Today we're talking about uh, why isn't this working, common issues and solutions for overcoming training challenges while using positive reinforcement. So a lot of times people start positive reinforcement training, start clicker training with their animals, and they suddenly find that their animals are acting differently and often are showing behaviors that they might not have seen before. And one reason for this is that as animals become more accustomed to letting their humans know how they're feeling, they're no longer suppressing their feelings. They're starting to show them to us. And one of the things that this is great for is because we can get better at reading that information and making adjustments to their lifestyle so that in our and to our training so that we can accommodate them better. So just keep in mind that the changes that we often see, while it may be something that we don't want, it is useful information. Behavior is complex by understanding what the horse or donkey is responding to, you can change your horse's behavior by changing their experiences. So obviously that, that's for any animal. Once you understand why they are behaving a certain way, you can make adjustments so that that behavior doesn't come up again if you don't want it, or if it's something you want, you can reinforce so that you see that behavior more often. I have seen a lot of issues and it's amazing how much can be, how much your training is dependent upon your equine's lifestyle. So just like for humans, what we do with our entire lives actually makes a difference on, you know, how we're feeling in the moment. So with our animals, if we can give them something that address their needs, it's going to be better for both of us. So 10 problems that are commonly encountered during clicker training is when the equine won't interact. If he stands still or walks off, this can be a issue. We've seen on clicker training forums, people complaining that their horse doesn't like to eat. <laughs> their horse won't eat. And so when you have uh, that issue, 
either, you know, where they're not eating at all, that can be, you know, ulcers or that you're possibly using something that they really don't like. But for most of the times when the equine won't interact with the human, the equine might be afraid of the consequences of interacting with humans. They could be in pain or they could have a history of pain when they're around humans, such as if it's a rescue horse, this is where we often see, see horses that are too afraid to move. They just stand there and stare at you and you can um, throw food in their bucket for a long period of time and they won't move. They just stand there and stare at you because they're afraid to move. So that is something that you see quite often when you're getting uh, an equine in that has had some negative reinforcement training, such as natural horsemanship training, especially, um, they get to the point where they're just, they've been taught to stand still and not uh, let anything affect them, their movement. So the other thing is that, you know, if it's not a new rescue horse, it could be that the last session with your equine required more from them than they feel that they gained. So if you did something very stressful in their last outing, their last training session, then they may be afraid to engage with you and they just are just gonna ignore you. Typically, they would walk off, they wouldn't just stand there and stare at you. And then also if there's better reinforcement available elsewhere, again, this is assuming that they've had a session where they were asked to do quite a bit and then they just feel a little overwhelmed. So remember that what happens, you know, the time before gets written in their memory so that if it was unpleasant, then they might assume that this session could be unpleasant as well. And it doesn't have to be something bad. It can just be something hard, like taking, we took the three of the horses down to the creek yesterday. They seemed to do great. They, they were very enthusiastic. They got to graze a bit, but it was very, it was a lot for them. And today, those three just wanted to eat grass and not engage at all. So that's just something to be aware of is that these things happen that our equine's needs can change from day to day according to what they've done. Uh, and again, just like our own. So another common issue with equines when they are being switched from traditional training, natural horsemanship training to positive reinforcement is that you may have them spook or bolt. I often got horses in for training that just leading them from, you know, downhill to uphill could be quite exciting because they would spook at everything. And to build their confidence up, it's often a matter of helping them realize that they are not going to be put in a vulnerable position. 
So uh, often equines, they're asked to go places that scare them. They're asked to stand still and not look at things that scare them. They're uh, put in situations under pressure. And so being able to help them know that they can get away if they feel like it can often increase their confidence. So keep in mind that you're always looking for the calming signals that might be indicating that your animal is getting, having an increase in stress. And when it gets to be too much, when you feel like they are not safe to lead, they're not safe to lead at liberty, then start back with protected contact, work on leading with a target so that it reminds them of where they're supposed to be. And then you can get to the point where you can lead them at liberty, you know, to where you need to go. And you can also practice with the lead rope. I have some of the calming signals that we want to look for and that are often missed is excessive blinking, the, the horse looking away, half closing their eyes, chewing, tongue out while chewing, yawning, jaw stretch, turning their head, turning their neck, shaking their body, showing their hindquarters, stress eating, or just stopping. So keep in mind that all of those are signs that the equine is getting stressed and they're looking for ways to decrease their stress. They're, they're looking for um, self-soothing behaviors and also behaviors that will get them out of a vulnerable position. And this is from the Rachel Drasma's book, Language Signs and Calming Signals of Horses. And it's just a reminder to watch for trigger stacking and watch for our animals to have an increase in stress over time. And it might not be from just one day. Like again, an example with yesterday, the uh, horses were under quite a bit of stress and they did very well, but they were very clearly saying one more piece and it will be too much today. So they're stress eating, they're walking away. Those things are their way of trying to keep themselves from having, you know, going over that point where they are then reacting with energy to a negative situation, to a, a possibly dangerous situation. So we want to keep all of these things in mind and when there seems to be our horses disconnecting with us and saying they need a timeout, that we want to definitely listen to them. So another common problem that people encounter is equines biting the hand when they're fed reinforcers. Now, 
one of the things that I've seen happen quite a bit is that when people drop their hands, so they reach and they're nervous about their horse taking the treat. So they actually drop their hand as the nose comes towards them. And then the equine actually tries to grab the treat with their teeth. So this is a very common issue. And what we have to try to do then instead is make an exaggerated push up so that we start below their nose and push up into their muzzle to make sure that the equine uses their lips and not their teeth. And it's such a simple thing, but it happens so often. And once someone does get bit, then they have a tendency to drop the food faster. So another thing that we can do obviously is we can use a feed pan to help while they are excited. We can realize that there may also be something else in the environment that's stressing them. So if there is another herd mate nearby that can cause them some anxiousness and they grab the treat a little too quickly and maybe get us a little bit with their teeth, graze us with their teeth. We also want to keep in mind if it's happening quite a bit that they might be having some stomach issues. They might be having overabundance of acid in their gut. So we might need to make sure that they're not finishing their hay or their forage before their next feeding and that we can give them uh, if they're a horse, we give them alfalfa, or for donkeys, give them a Timothy hay slurry. And that wetness will calm the stomach down and decrease the acid production. And also, you know, with the increase in hydration, it can make their gut work just a little bit better. So another problem, uh, which is always fun to get, is when the equine becomes aggressive towards the trainer, towards the human, biting, kicking, and ears back. So often when our animals react aggressively, there is unaddressed pain. It could be body pain. It could be body pain that caused ulcers. It could be ulcers. It can be that if there's food involved, then the equine might be getting defensive because they've been getting run off by other animals at feeding time. So they've become just kind of ready for a fight if there's food around. There's so many different reasons for this, but the big thing is if we encounter this, we want to help the horse feel better and we want to work in protected contact until we get them reliable and that we diffuse their, their desire to be defensive. I was having some issues with youngster Firefly over the winter and he was actually getting very reactive about me coming up behind him even walking by the outside of his feeding pen. And unfortunately he'd gone for 
a few months without having a feeding pen and the other horses were kind of ganging up on him and it created a habit where he was very defensive about movement behind him while he was eating it also then you know he had ulcers that we had to deal with and to get the final pieces taken care of after the ulcers were addressed and after he was no longer needing the habit of chasing other horses off because it'd been months now with the feeding pen. I actually started throwing uh, hay pellets to him from the position of behind him. And mm. I also practiced walking from behind, carrying his food, but making sure that I tell him that I'm coming and, and just things like that so that I'm addressing the reaction of him feeling like he needs to be defensive by being, you know, showing him in a safe manner that he's safe and that, you know, the movement is not necessarily meaning he needs to be on attack. So it, it, it can be very challenging. Thanks for joining us for the Equestrians End podcast and part one of Why Is This Working? Join us next time for part two, where we continue with common problems in, that you find when you're using positive reinforcement and clicker training and what to do to avoid these problems. So look us up online, balancepointequestrian.com or on Instagram, equestrian underscore zen. I look forward to talking to you next time. Take care.